Good morning, Ray. Good morning, John. How are you today? I'm doing okay in light of uh, craziness going on around us. Oh my goodness, this is nuts. Yeah, this is. The COVID-19 episode. Right. We This this will definitely make a uh, more than a blip on the, on the history books. Yeah, it's crazy. So yeah. I'm sitting here on the beautiful banks of the Tennessee River as usual. Where might you be? I am sitting on the uh, beautiful Gulf Coast in Panama City Beach, Florida. The banks of the Gulf of Mexico. Of uh, the Gulf of Mexico, yes. Do they um, call it banks or, or shore more appropriate? Shores. <laughs> it's a gulf. That's weird. Why is a river a bank and an ocean is a shore? Why is a bird a bird and a tree a tree, John? <laughs> It's language and not what we're here to discuss today. Well, then let's get on to the topic at hand, Ray. Yes, I think this is kind of a, uh, a I don't know what you would call it, an emergency episode, a timely episode. We want to talk today on the Saturday morning sales meeting about how to conduct business in this um, environment of, uh, of health care. Okay, okay. So, and we, we don't want to be cavalier about the seriousness of, of uh, what's going on. And, and, you know, we're certainly not trying to say, you know, let's, uh, I don't know, take advantage of people in a time of distress. But, you know, business continues and we want to do it in a way that uh, meets the needs of our customers and the environment that we're in. Well, yeah, and I think that goes hand in hand with... Uh wanting the community to be served, you know? Right. So we, we go out of our way and I I know dealers here locally that I've been speaking with are, you know, this hand sanitizer is out everywhere. Uh, They have employee recommendations, you know, more than normal of, you know, wash your hands after visiting with a client or. And porters going above and beyond to wipe down vehicles and, and operate in an environment of safety we were discussing a little bit yesterday or last evening and wanted to talk about today uh, what a dealer can do to serve his clients in this environment. And you had a couple of good ideas that we ought to start there. What we had talked about and kind of my thoughts were, you know, let's really push throughout all of our social media, uh, direct relationships that we've developed, uh, people who are in the process uh, that we've gotten as a lead source of some kind. The fact that, you know, in this environment, we're going above and beyond to set up virtual appointments where we can do it all via, you know, whatever method that we want to employ within the uh, technology that's available to us. I mean, it could be uh, FaceTime or via computer where you're sending uh, video emails or, you know, really it's not a bad thing because it, it will help to kind of guide customers to doing as much virtually as possible, which is what a lot of customers seem to say that they want. Well, maybe, you know, to that point, it may teach the dealers more than it teaches the customers, right? It, Amen. 
it may give dealers the confidence uh, to give more information before a customer gets to the lot, which again, like you say, is the way a lot of customers would prefer to do business, especially the, I believe the younger generation, probably uh, all ages have preferred to do that for a long time, but this, it's like this younger generation insists upon it and therefore, you know, kind of drag the rest of us into this new, this new world of uh, working a deal over video or, you know, through applications or through websites. And the great thing is there's not a dealer out there who doesn't have everything in place to be able to do it right now. They don't have to go out and buy some new software program or, or develop some new technology. Gosh, just, just use what you have. I mean, you know, every salesperson you have has a phone that has a, a camera enabled on it. So take their phone out. You know, if you have iPads for them, even better. But if you don't, don't worry about it, right? Just tell them, hey, go take a video yourself, video a couple of the cars, do a, a quick, you know, two minute walk around on the car, showing the customer, let them narrow it down. You could, you know, do a virtual test drive, right? I mean, there's it, not a, not a whole lot that you need um, other than what you already have. I agree. And the walk around, I think is important. If we could do some kind of live video, you know, either asking the client to download Skype or like you said, FaceTime or, you know, these other platforms where you still have that ability to influence in a live conversation. I like that a lot more than the idea of, you know, I'll send you a video and then we'll talk about it. And then I'll send you another video. And then, you know, you, you miss out on that live opportunity to have influence and motivation in your delivery. Absolutely. But uh, take some time amongst your management team, develop a process that's going to work within your dealership and then employ it. And the reason that I would strongly encourage that is I feel like it's going to give a, uh, a level of confidence to your customers. If you were able to help explain what the process is going to be, whether it's a new process based on, you know, the current environment. But I would really stress the fact that this is done in an effort to keep our customers safe, work within the, the, the current environment, you know, in order to help you and keep our, our employees safe. And we'll even get to the point that we do everything virtually and we will even deliver the vehicle to you at your home or, or, place of your choosing in an effort to, you know, keep people from having to congregate in, in mass at our location. So, you know, I mean, it, it shows not only the dealership's desire to keep people safe, but to continue to provide that extra level of service that uh, that dealership hopefully wants to be known for. Yeah, and there's a great case in point, a dealer that's been doing business like this for a while now called Paragon Honda. And I believe they're in Bronx, New York. Uh, I, I believe the GM or dealer's name is like Brian Benstock or something like that. I may be getting that name wrong, but uh, I noticed him uh, in some posts on LinkedIn the other day. And so I kind of dove into who this guy is and, and what his process is and what their whole dealership is about. Uh, and because they're in the Bronx and because you've got a transportation problem there, you know, it's hard to 
get around town and then all the traffic and, and it's hard to have parking and all of this. Uh, so what they have done for a long time is this deal over the phone or deal over the internet and even service. Uh, you can you know schedule maintenance and we will come pick your car up and then deliver it uh, back to you with that maintenance done. Right. So, yeah, which is exactly what I think you're speaking about, that other dealers could kind of, you know, I hate to call this an opportunity, but, you know, in every crisis or in every obstacle, there are opportunities to improve. Right. And it's really a method of improvement to meet the customer's needs, to show the dealership's willingness to work with the customers, to make it as convenient for them as possible. Now there's a true real world safety issue involved. Um, so, all you're doing is showing our desire as a dealership to to meet those needs, but continue to provide those basic services and sales that the customer relies on. I mean, a working, mechanically sound vehicle for the customer it is truly a need for every person right now more than ever, right? I mean, we want to know that we have... Wait, wait um, a minute. Did you just say a working vehicle is important to everyone right now? I'm saying more to to know that I don't have to worry that, gosh, you know, I'm going to get in my vehicle, but I really have needed new tires for a while. Or, you know, I'm, I'm a good thousand miles over where I would typically get an oil change. Right. Um, knowing that, gosh, you know, I mean, you may need to get on the road immediately to go help a family member that's uh, stayed away. Right. I mean, right. you have somebody who's elderly, you, you know, kind of shut in or. Or, uh, you know, you need to go pick your kids up from college because, uh, you know, their chances, their classes have been canceled. Or maybe you need to go take pictures for Facebook of the empty shelves at Walmart. Right. <laughs> right. But we, we are trying to look more on the uh, the the seriousness of the of the issues going on right now and our desire to help people with those serious issues. We need to be able to laugh always right i mean you know if we can't make fun of ourselves in our situations then you know i mean what's the point there's a guy have you have you heard about that guy in chattanooga who uh bought up uh all the hand sanitizer he could find he sold i think he said he bought like twenty thousand bottles of hand sanitizer and he literally got in his pickup truck and just took a road trip to all these little dollar generals around rural areas because he said all the ones in the cities were were sold out then when he got home, he put it all in a storage shed and started selling it on eBay and, and Amazon. Well, they shut him down after he sold about 300 bottles. So he said he's got 17,700 bottles. So maybe it was 18,000 total. Right. And so he still has all these bottles. And now I guess he's getting such bad coverage from the press that he said, yeah, he would like to just find a place to donate these because... Uh, he can't sell them anyway. Right. Well, and, and, you know, I mean, he's public enemy number one. Right? <laughs> I mean, I've heard, you know, and these are people, uh, we're here on vacation and with family from Oklahoma and uh, people from Oklahoma, you know, I mean, he happens to be in Chattanooga where, where you are, John, but, uh, you know, they're telling me about it. So if they're hearing about it in Oklahoma, I'm sure everywhere in the country knows this guy's name and, uh, looks at him with disdain. So we certainly don't want to be that guy. 
<laughs> well, that's price gouging, and that's just uh, taking advantage of people during a, a needful situation. Right. Which I think what, what we're espousing here is that we alter the way a, a, a normal dealer does business or the common dealership does business to uh, better serve their clients, right? And if you happen to be within a dealership or the dealer of a dealership who embraced, you know, was an early adapter of technology in your dealership, well, gosh, continue to let your customer base and other people know, hey, you know what? This is how we've been doing business for a while. And it, you know, has met the needs of our customers, but especially in this time, you know, allow us to utilize our platforms that we've adopted to you know, help you be able to continue to find the vehicle that is going to meet your needs and wants uh, in a way that keeps you safe in this current environment. And, and let's talk about that. I mean, let's touch on this a little bit deeper um, with, okay, you get a, a phone lead or an internet lead uh, someone asking about service, maintenance work, or or purchasing or trading, uh, we want to we want to keep that ball that snowball rolling down the hill towards a uh, a car deal, right? Or towards that maintenance work being done. Uh, I think we have a lot of old school managers in the business that think, you know, the old line, well, you're just loading their gun, right? You're just giving them bullets to shoot yourself. Right. Uh, but I don't think in this day and age, I don't think that plays well anymore. It's just not a realistic approach to the car business. Right. And, think- and right now, right. I mean, what, what better, you know, case in point to, to show them or, or to force them into the 21st century here uh, other than, you know, an environment where, you know, we're talking to people who they're either going to do it online or they're going to forego their next vehicle until such a time as, you know, they feel safe and they're being in crowds. And they're going to do business with the people who accommodate those requests. Right. We talked the other day about, uh, you know, I've been doing some personal research on uh, like Roadster and AutoFi, and uh, I know Toyota's got a new platform out uh, where they're trying to accommodate those online buyers or at least, you know, get further down the path. It used to be, you know, a, a customer would call the dealership and, oh, we can't give you a price over the phone. Or, oh, we can't give you a value for your car over the phone. Now, obviously, we're we're definitely not going to give you a price, down payment, and interest rate over the phone. Well, there are dealers out there that are currently doing that, uh, yep. and a lot more coming on board every day. Uh, and so, it, the point of this is, you and I talked about this already. And you know, even if let's say on a on a conservative estimate, sixty or seventy or even eighty percent of your customers don't want to do business that way that they are still willing to come to the dealership starting fresh on step one. Mm -hmm. Well, do you want to forego that other 20, 30, 40% of business? You know, somebody is going to accommodate those requests. Absolutely. And, and now I think what was a 20% of the population, at least for the next few weeks, hopefully is all it is, but uh, for an undetermined amount of time, according to all uh, official reports, 
that I think it's going to be the vast majority. Those who don't just put their next purchase or service on hold during this uh, time of uh, emergency, then they are going to now employ a method that they may not have. So you've just gone from 20% of the population or a a minority to, I would suggest, a majority of the population. Yeah. And how many of those people are going to continue, you know, they're going to do that process and enjoy it and say, hey, this is a lot more satisfactory. So this is the way I'm going to do it next time, even if, you know, Corona thing blows over and and hopefully, you know, it's not as big a deal as everyone is is treating it to be. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, the gosh, the store situations and, uh, you know, the social media is just blowing up with, you know, I'm sure there's some good information in there, but I'm sure there's also some not so good information being spread around social media. Yeah. And, and I think that's been the one major uh, driver of this thing is that uh, I think a lot of people from uh, the experts on down don't know. Right. We're in the process of finding out. I mean, they're researching, you know, 24 seven, literally, but they don't really know what the extent of this thing's going to be, what the shelf life is, if it's airborne, if it's simply, you know, droplet uh, contamination. And, uh, you know, as they're finding out, I think discretion or or being uh, more reserved, putting safety first is is uh, what most people are going to do. Uh, yeah. So my sister uh, and I were talking the other day about this. And uh, my point of view was, if this gets people to wash their hands more often, that's that's not a bad thing. right? No. Something we should be doing anyway. And now we're being forced to. Well, I guess you know, this is kind of similar in, in situations here. If we are being forced to do business a new way, uh, you know, maybe we should have been looking at doing business this way in the past. Uh, and I'm not, you know, just off the deep end. All right. We don't even have to have a showroom anymore. Obviously these people that shop this way want to kind of get further along in the process and feel more educated before they step foot in the showroom. But then once they do, they want, uh, I heard the word the other day, create a partnership not a negotiation, right? So so they literally want to come in and have someone help them through the process, not come in and, all right, now we're going to start fighting over numbers. Right, right. They, they want to feel like you're educating them, like you're a consultant, not a salesperson who's trying to convince them to buy uh, what you want them to buy, but somebody who's helping them find have the the best vehicle that's going to meet their needs for the best price as their their consultant or their trusted advisor and making the money make sense you know this whole um philosophy of show them the interest rate you know let someone go on your website and kind of do their own soft pull uh right. Give them an interest rate estimate, and then they can scroll through the cars or through the payment options and say, "Okay, if I put a thousand down, here's my payment. But if I put four thousand down, this is my payment." Well, I want to be somewhere in the middle. I wonder if I put twenty eight hundred down. You know, let them do that process on their own, and then when they come in, you can still say, "Hey, here's you know what you built." Might I also tell you about this gap insurance or about this extended warranty? You know, I don't know if you thought about that. And how much freer do they feel when they're not 
sitting across the desk from a salesperson who's kind of eagerly shaking his head, ready for them to make a decision. They can sit there and say, all right, honey, here are the options we're looking at. What do you think? You know, well, we could come up with, we were planning on putting 2000 down, but you know, we, we do have that, you know, extra 800 in savings that we were thinking about, you know, taking a short vacation with, maybe it'd be better to put that toward, toward the car. And that's not a conversation that they feel the pressure of there's a manager salesperson, you know, F and I manager standing around waiting for them to make that decision, but they can do it in the comfort and privacy of their home. Sitting there with a write-up sheet facing them and holding the pen going, right. right, get this done. Let me get your new car cleaned up. Right. <laughs> and so, uh, so let's, let's meet the customers where they're at. But, but again, I would stress the fact that let's determine as a dealership, as a management team, um, how that process is going to look so that we can communicate on the front end with a customer. Here's the process, right? We're going to set up a virtual appointment with one of our uh, sales consultants that's going to be able to show you pictures and videos or walk through different vehicles with you via live communication over um, like a uh, Apple. Um, uh, gosh, why do I keep forgetting that the name? Uh, FaceTime, right? Exactly. Thank you, John. Uh, through uh, FaceTime. And, you know, so it's a scheduled event that they can do from the privacy of their own home as, you know, the that uh, salesperson or sales consultants out on the lot showing them different vehicles. Then we can narrow it down to, you know, two. We can do, you know, a more detailed walk around, potentially even a virtual test drive, uh, partner up two sales consultants, one holding uh, the phone with the video and the other one, you know, talking as they drive. Um, and come back and then work numbers virtually and, and the whole thing. But but have a plan in place, communicate that plan on the front end, and then fulfill that plan, set the expectation, and then meet your set expectation with what you deliver. And just as important is have this internal conversation. You know, get your leadership team together and say, okay, you know, what does this look like? What's our best practices here? And then communicate that with the team, you know, the other sales managers, the service department, the salespeople, F&I even. Uh, you know, the worst thing would be to get get all this information out there and then put them in the F&I office and the F&I manager's going, now, wait a minute, who told you your interest rate was going to be that? Who right. told you what was your payment, right? Yeah. What do you want me to do with this? <laughs> <laughs> right. So, uh, so let's, uh, let's meet the needs of the customers. Let's uh, meet the current environment as unfortunate as, as it is for everyone. But um, let's make sure that, uh, that we're doing it in an effort that not only through what we communicate, but also our true intent to meet the needs of our, our clients in this tumultuous time that we're all living through. I believe that's the best way to say it, Ray. Well, great. I'm glad I was the one. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, you think that brings us to the end of another episode of Saturday Morning Sales Meeting with John and Ray? I believe it does, Ray. We're so happy to have uh, gotten together virtually to record this, and we hope that our listeners have enjoyed it, don't we? Yeah, we are at least taking away some valuable knowledge that will help them continue to navigate uh their sales in this difficult time that we're all going through here in the United States.
Well, let's let let's end this on a positive note. You know, the the sun still comes up in the morning. The Earth is still spinning around through space, and you know we still have loved ones that we can spend time with. And hey, maybe that's a good uh, little side benefit is we get to spend a little more time with family as we're all self quarantining here, right? Absolutely, more time with family and taking time to remember the, what's important. I know uh, today is uh, the fifteenth, and it was uh, a day that uh, many of our leaders have called for a day of prayer. So uh, uh, be prayerful, but be positive. Amen. All right. Hey, thank you again for joining us, and uh, we look forward to providing you more podcast episodes with the Saturday morning sales meeting.